Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. It's the only podcast you can listen to that um, exists to prove people wrong when they say that sequels are never better than the originals. We take big, fat franchises, small, skinny franchises, and we break them down one movie at a time, one week at a time. We do trilogies or more, and we go... Is this movie as good as the previous movie? Is it as good as the original? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. We do these things. We're married. It's Jordan McCaw. It's Micah McCaw. And we're covering the Fast and the Furious. Hello, Jordan. Hello. <laughs> I didn't warn you I was gonna go a little nuts today. Today we're covering Fast and Furious Six, or as it said in the title sequence, Furious Six. Okay, so right off the bat, I got a bone to pick with this movie. Because, so when, when these movies were coming out, I was kind of like, what is the deal with the way they n- titled these movies? Because they're all, like, different variations of the title. And none of them are, like, they, they never follow a pattern. Uh-huh. They're, they're kind of random. And so, but once they made, like, six of the movies, seven of the movies or so, I'm going, you know what? I hope that they never repeat a title because that... Now that's like something you have to do. Yep. But what what I contend is okay. Yes, if you go on IMDb or Letterboxd or Wikipedia, you are going to find that this movie is called Fast and Furious Six, which is not a title they have done yet. They've done Fast and Furious, but they haven't done one with a number after it. But in the movie, it says Furious Six, and then the next movie is called Furious Seven. Hmm. So they're copying. And they're breaking the formula. Yep. And I really have a big issue with that. When I saw that title, I was so disappointed. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I I was kind of angry because I, I feel like that's a part of what these are, movies are supposed to and be. And that just set a tone for the whole movie for you. I guess, yeah. Um, no, I the movie set the tone for itself. Yeah, so... Here we are. I mean, one thing I should mention before we get going is probably if you follow me on Instagram at out underscore of underscore Micah, we are, I would assume by now, we have started our fan poll to choose the next series that we're going to cover, our bracket. Um, Jordan chose four series, I chose four, and then the fans have chosen eight. And we're going to get it down to one, and then that's what we're going to cover after we're done with Fast and Furious. Um, but all of that to say, uh, of course, maybe it's over by now. I don't know. Um, all that to say, sign up for Patreon and you, your vote counts as two. Patreon.com slash Micah McCaw and listen to us talk about the Batman that came out this month. Um, but that's what's going to be next. But, um, okay, so we, ha- we have to talk about this movie. Yeah. I mean, ha- what do you want to, do you have anything to say at the beginning? I just don't care anymore, which sucks because I cared about the last one. Yeah. And I don't care anymore already. Mm-hmm. Movie sucked. Yeah, this one, I kind of think this might be my least favorite of all of them, maybe. Don't know if it's my least favorite, but it is like shaping up to be one of the worst series I've ever seen because yeah, it is... I have enjoyed only one of them. And I will say I did enjoy the first one. Yeah. But it's not a great movie. Yeah, I, I, because I've been, at the end of every series, we always rate them. 
uh, you know, like what we think is the best or the worst. And I've been trying to think of what I think of the series as we go, and it feels like I have to go purely on rewatchability. Yeah. Because I think Fast Five is the only movie that is a good movie. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny? The movie that I really, really thought was bad when we saw it, I would rather watch the second one, Too Fast, Too Furious, over four or six, like any day of the week. And okay. I thought I thought Too Fast, Too Furious was awful, but there was something like funny about it, and it's like, yeah, I could pop popcorn and watch that movie. But four and six, man, these are slog of movies. Yeah. Um. Three, and it just, I don't care yeah. about any of it. A lot of people have nothing to do. The story yeah. doesn't make sense, and not. I don't know. I know we've said this like we expect these movies to be bombastic and crazy. Yeah. And this one is. But when you're not enjoying the movie, it's hard to to go with the crazy things that they're doing. I mean, yeah, Vin Diesel flies like a superhero he to, does. to save Letty, uh, who got flown off of a tank, and and well, it was just like, I I just laughed not because I enjoyed it, just because it's like, yeah, I heard that this stuff was gonna happen. But I think what's weird is Fast Five you know, felt like the perfect version of what this could be. Really bombastic, huge characters, and a fairly simple story. And a heist. Okay? I really liked that about that movie. Um, But it kind of felt like it was doing its own thing. This movie was like, I know that it comes out in 2013, so this is only a year after Avengers. But this movie kind of feels like... Like, maybe they, when they were writing this, they saw a cut of Avengers or something. It just feels like they're like, okay, we're going to be superheroes now. Doesn't, uh, doesn't... Winter, it felt like they were doing their own thing. Doesn't The Rock feel like he's some vigilante that is, like, independently wealthy and isn't actually part of any type of government agency, which is why he gets to do whatever he wants? And maybe it would make sense why he has to hire criminals because he can't get anyone else to do the job he needs to get done. <laughs> that makes that makes it, sense. His, his, it all every decision he makes, it's just like when Ludacris is at the computer, like the whole movie, like doing things, like being the man in the chair. It's like he could have got a thousand other <laughs> I know. people who are not criminals to do this job as good. Yeah, it, it's just when when a movie like like when I start getting that nitpicky. Yeah. about it and don't and i like the suspension of disbelief is non-existent it's just so hard not to be asking those stupid questions when when like oftentimes it's annoying to me that people do ask questions like that yeah but it's i like that's like the only way i can pay attention sometimes well it, I, I still feel like the series is playing it too serious this movie's so goofy though and it sucked yeah, All, like, but there were like those but, weird, goofy moments where the music's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I don't. Is this for? Is this the p moment that's for kids? Well, it, I, I guess to expand on what I mean, yes, there's like the there's like the one-liners, but it feels like they're still taking the story pretty seriously, and like the characters pretty seriously. And it's sort of like I don't know if you're gonna make Vin Diesel like fly across a freeway and tackle someone in the air and catch them like maybe this should just be like a little more goofy yeah as far as the plot or or someone being like what the heck like but i i guess they are doing that it's just not landing for me 
Yeah. So I'm confounded. Here's here's what I want to say though, because I know that a lot of people who listen to this really like the Fast and the Furious. And one thing, as I was doing my research, I was watching behind the scenes, and what I have to say about this series, that's a very, very positive thing. And I think even if it's not a series for me, I'm kind of, when I think about it this way, I'm kind of glad that it exists and they keep making these movies and making money because what is insane is they're doing these car stunts that when I watch the movie, my brain, having seen so many action movies and a lot of action movies in the past 20 years, I just assume that it's fake. And CGI's gotten so good that I don't notice. But it is so nuts when you see the behind the scenes on this because this stuff is mostly real. The amount of CGI they're using is so little. And a lot of it is stuff like, oh, you know, they're driving through a desert and there's like buildings around. We just want it to look like a desert. But they're not actually like changing the cars. Mm-hmm. So when a tank comes flying out of a semi, you're like, well, that's got to be fake. And then you find out they use like a rocket propulsion system to shoot a tank out of a cool. semi. That is cool. And then that was the best sequence of the movie. Oh, absolutely. And that sequence was awesome. Yeah. Um, I, and then, um, or no, actually, I, I don't know about the tank i know at some point they use like a propulsion system to shoot something out of something i might be getting it confused um so if i'm wrong i apologize but i think they did that with the tank but then other things like every time the tank was running over a car it just was wow you you can see the footage that's fun it's actually doing that so while i'm not really enjoying this series and so far i would say that as a whole i don't like this series i do like that there is another franchise that is so popular that really emphasizes practical effects. And family. And family, <laughs> and is not a Marvel or a DC. And it it's actually a, it's an original property. It's an original property and it and people go to the theaters to see it. Yeah, so, I, I agree with that. And so it all comes down to this isn't for me. Yeah. And I still have to watch four other movies I know, I know. that aren't going to be for me. And I'll probably be talking about the same stuff. Hopefully not. Yeah. But it is just truly, I can't, I I, I don't care anymore. (laughs) It has broken me down. I think it's especially broken me down because the last movie I liked so much. And then it's just like, guys, we're right back at the same thing. Chris Morgan, what are you doing? But at the same time, I've only liked one thing that he's done. Right. So I, I don't know. It's so frustrating. Well, what's crazy is I, I I just am confused about the series because, you know, we've had a lot of guests on, and that's been super fun. But it feels like even the guests and everyone that I've talked to about Fast and Furious, and then looking at just, like, IMDb scores and Metascores and stuff, it looks like... No one likes them! People kind of are like, oh, that's a bad one, that's a bad one, I, that one's kind of okay that one's good uh this one's great these these three are kind of bad and it's like these movies what? are like reality tv no one really likes reality tv <laughs> but, but, they you, watch but they watch it I, i'm just so confused because these movies are 100 i mean i think like like for for a long time have been summer blockbusters that are the only thing to see that weekend 
Yeah. Because they've seen the other movies that have been out that weekend. So they're going to see this. So they're always going to make money because they're an action movie and yeah. they're, they're like kids can see them too. That's PG-13, and, right? I mean, yeah. And seriously, if you like these, that's great. Yeah. I, I wish that I liked it, honestly. Yeah. Because I had to watch four more of these. Um, I wish at least one of us liked them. I know. Well, and and I I can't remember if I explained this on the podcast or not in previous episodes of Fast Furious, but I have always thought that the series looked very stupid. But as I've gotten older, I've definitely, you know, like Mission Impossible is one of my favorite franchises. And obviously you've listened to our episodes. For the most part, I really love Marvel. You know, so like I can get down with some cheese and some schlockiness. Like, you just went through Jackass and loved it. <laughs> that's true although that's what, a whole other animal i know there. it's a whole other animal but i mean what's stupider than jackass right and we just saw the news one in theaters and i'm like I, by the end of it kind of feeling emotional by how much it i was... love it and seeing their the true family have love for each other <laughs> even though i wanted to throw up by the end of it <laughs> and we're not necessarily recommending that to everyone in no, our audience no some of you we would recommend it's just it, a, but... a recent dumb thing that i've seen and gone through i just know that one of our pastors listens to this episode or to these podcast and mike we uh we didn't see jackass forever (laughs) and we didn't love it (laughs) but it was the best theater experience i've ever had (laughs) but um i i oh yes so i've always been like the fast and furious movies are bad they're stupid and then as we did this podcast and i came around on some series that i'd previously not liked for example pirates of the caribbean um and i was like you know what I know that when we do that series, I am going to fall in love with it. And I'm going to be the guy who's like, Fast Furious 10 comes out. Like, I'm buying a ticket. This is going to rule. I can't wait. Now we have to buy a ticket. Well, and I had a suspicion. I was like, it might take Jordan a little longer, but she's going to be right there with me once we get to like five or whatever, from what I could guess. And so I went into it with the thought that, ah, well, I'm crossing my arms, but... I know I'm going to love this series that I've held on to hating for so long. And here I am, and I'm like, dang it. I wish that would have come true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at with Fast and Furious mm-hmm. 6. But I think this one is particularly egregious, personally. Pretty bad. It was, it was very, very boring to me. Yeah. Just like 4. Just like 4. 4 had the gasoline sequence at the beginning, which was very good. Yep. And then this one has the tank sequence, which is very good. Yep. The rest of the movie, I don't care about. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about it. So we have Justin Lin again, who I'm like, okay, his name is meaning less and less to me as we go along. But I appreciate the passion, and I appreciate that he's pushing for practical. We have Chris Morgan as the writer. We know him. Stephen F. Winden returns for cinematography. And then we have the score by Lucas Vidal, and I don't—I didn't recognize a single thing he did. Um, he, I thought the score to this movie was the worst score of all the movies. Okay. Really didn't like it at all, even didn't, a little bit. I didn't really pay attention. It was, like, annoying to me. Okay. Um, the movie comes out May well, 20th. Well, I did notice it in those dumb, goofy moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah you really did. Really bad. Uh, the movie comes out May 24th, 2013, so you may have been able to double feature this with Iron Man 3, the best Iron Man movie, even mm-hmm. though people don't agree with that opinion. Um, mm. we've, that, that's what, 
That's what we said. That's what you said. I mean, you can change your mind. I think from looking back on the last time I've seen the Iron Man movies, I think like Iron Man 2 was just a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. So I look back on that one with the most fondness. Well, that one has Sam Rockwell. I think that's why I think about that. Yeah. (laughs) And had that great fight scene in like the Japanese garden thing. Yeah. I, I will be shocked if in the next five years he is not in another Marvel movie. I would love it, man. He's so great. Because they've, they've brought back characters that I thought no one cared about. Uh, it, Like in Shang-Chi? Hello? Yeah. A character that I loved, but I was like, they're not going to bring this guy back, the, the guy who was the Mandarin at one point, because fans got so mad, and they did. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I mean, they are doing some Iron Man-centric stuff. Um, not Iron Man, but like in his world. Uh-huh. And I would be shocked if Sam Rockwell's not involved. I would love it. They got to get him in. Justin Hammer, we need him back. So, but this movie, the budget. Just a hammer? Justin Hammer is his a name. A hammer's directing the next thing? Are you? His name's just, it's just a hammer. They, <laughs> are they running out of money? Are you making a joke right yeah. now? Really, Jordan? Yes. <laughs> Really? Uh, during Furious <laughs> 6, we're making jokes. We were supposed to be talking about family, Jordan. No, no. Justin Hammer is Sam Rockwell's character's name in okay. Iron Man 2. Okay. He's just a hammer. Yep. <laughs> um, the budget to this movie is $160 million. I almost said $160. <laughs> uh, it makes, is it because you only write 160 Yeah. Okay. Uh, it makes two hundred thirty-eight million dollars in the in the U.S. and it makes seven hundred eighty-nine worldwide. What? So, so obviously, I think all the movies. I mean, it's which what country loves this movie? I think all of them. <laughs> yeah, but like, like there's such a huge international, like way more than America, which is, which con- is I know, I, I very know normal, thing, but it's but just like, does China just like is this their favorite series ever? I would imagine a lot of it is China, yeah. That's just so much money. Yeah. Um, so there's some fun stuff about this movie, though. So there's uh, this one of the producers from Universal, Fogelson is his name. He has this quote about it. The question putting Fast Five and Fast Six together for us was, can we take it out of being a pure car culture movie and into being a true action franchise in the spirit of those great heist films made 10 or 15 years ago. Vogelson said that the racing aspect had put a ceiling on the number of people willing to see films in the series, and that by turning it into a series where car driving ability is just one aspect of the film, he hoped to increase the series audience. Now, as annoying as that sounds to me, he was absolutely right, because the audience keeps growing and growing the more they become spies. So, he's right. Yep. Now, they were going to film Fast and Furious 6 and Fast and Furious 7, a la Mockingjay, and film them at the same time. Okay. Um, But then, Dwayne Johnson said... No. Well, he said they were going to do the two films separately, but there were weather issues in filming locations, so they did Fast 6 and didn't do the seventh one. Because of weather issues. Well, I wonder if there was like a hurricane or a typhoon somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like, wouldn't you just rewrite a section or something? I just, I wonder how much of this movie, even though it doesn't feel like it's setting up a seventh movie, I wonder how much of this movie is cutting a two-part story or mixing it into one. Because it just feels really disjointed. 
Yeah. So I wonder if that explains it. Like them going into it as these are going to be two movies and then they're like, no, it needs to be one. I don't know. Try to solve it. Yeah. I think I'm done trying to solve it. <laughs> well, we got a lot of time to try and solve it. Um, so there's a place in London called the Piccadilly Circus. Um, and it's kind of a Times Square-y kind mm-hmm. of area. And they were allowed to film there, but they were only allowed to film... They, they were given two minutes every hour to film. Whoa. So they would shut it down for only two minutes and they'd have to film and then wait till the next oh, hour. Whoa. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. Um that that car they that they dubbed the flip car that kind of looks like a yeah. Formula One car that the bad guys have is real. Cool. They made that car and you know how it was kind of like it would slide yes, back and forth? Yes. You can see footage of it doing that. Dang, that it's like scary. Yeah, that is a real car. And that is why I do think this franchise is cool. Mm-hmm. And I would see how if you forgot everything about the story, you'd be like, this is awesome. I wish I could. But I have to sit here and literally take notes on the story. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> so in the last movie, Vin Diesel saw on Facebook that someone said, hey, you should put Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this. And uh, they did an online poll for this movie to help them decide the title, which became oh. Fast and Furious 6. Okay. And then they also, fans said that they should bring back Letty Ortiz, who is... Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh! Oh, you're thinking I, that means Braga? Because <laughs> his name's John Ortiz in real life. Oh. His name is John Ortiz. So the Letty- you can knock it down the characters' names in this series. I can't. No, no, no. Um, okay, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I thought that fans requested that, and I'm like, no wonder that scene seems so random and really bad. No, it is random and really bad, just because of poor writing. But just because Chris Morgan wrote it that way. Yeah. Man. So that's what I got for this movie. Cool. Why don't you hit us with any actors? Do we have new ones? I don't know. I did not take any notes. Oh, we have Luke Evans, who plays Shaw. Um, he is also in Dracula. Oh, we've covered him because he's in The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, uh, Gina Carano plays Riley. She is in The Mandalorian. Yep. Much to people's uh, dislike at this point. Uh, she <laughs> is in Deadpool. Haywire. Oh, yeah. Who is she in Deadpool? She's like the the girl in Deadpool that's like one of the bad guys, I yeah. think. Yeah. That, is she an X-Men? I think no, no. She's like one, but she's a mutant. I think. Yeah. I think she lands on the ground at the end of the movie, and he's like, "You did the superhero jump, really?" Oh, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so yeah, and then um, I mean, she's okay. Yeah, I don't know. She's fine. Yeah, she's not good. She's not bad. I I really love the Mandalorian, but um, I I. She's probably my least favorite character in that show. In terms of the the fighting, though, because I know you'd mentioned you didn't like the cinematography in this movie. Um, yeah. I think some of the fighting, like the the fighting between her and Letty in the subway was actually pretty good. And it is like, well, that's why they hired her. Yeah. Because she's a f- uh, she does this. So that made sense to me. But whatever. She was she was fine. Yeah, she's she's like she's fine to me. A lot of really annoying things in this movie. People. Yeah. The number one being okay that Letty lost her memory. Oh my goodness, I hated that part. I of it. hated that. That is one of the weakest 
things to write. Absolutely. It's such anything. a it's such a catch all. Yes. So that means that means fair game. Any other time in the series, someone can lose their memory and we can start them over like a new character but not lose the actor. So if if Hans survives that Tokyo Drift explosion. It's fine because he could, Letty he could lost just her be memory. like he could be like Gal Gadot, who are you? You look familiar. And she probably is not dead too. Oh no, she lost her memory. So they're no, gonna fall in love again. No, she lost her memory because she hit her head hard <laughs> on the. the I, I forgot that she dies in this movie. Yeah. And guys, this is not necessarily a knock on Fast and Furious, but it's something with action movies, and it's in comic books and all that stuff. But I think we could just do with a little less. This character died off screen, and then they come back later. I think we could just maybe have like a couple of definite deaths every once in a while, or just have them get up. Because whenever I see someone not die on screen, I'm just like, oh, brother, I roll my eyes. That's like when it's so crazy in Endgame. Well, first in Infinity War, when yeah. Gamora falls and they you see her dead. Because, because while oh, watching yeah. that movie, I was just like, yeah, fine. She's not going to die, though. They can't kill her. And then they show her lying on the rock. the soul stone. And I was just like... Oh my gosh, I think they actually did it. Yeah. And then when Black Widow does it, it's like, yeah, but it's Black Widow. She's not dying. And it's then like, you no, see it and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And it, yeah. I and not to say that Marvel is free of this this sin that I'm Absolutely doling out. Not. But I Bucky but, fell and he came back. Right. But what was interesting is yes, he lost his memory, but he was well, I guess it is kind of the he same. He was brainwashed thing. though. Like he didn't just hit his head. He was brainwashed into being another yeah. person. And I yes, I know that is it is flimsy as well. So like you're saying I agree with you. It's like whatever. But this movie is she is working undercover as a cop in the fourth movie. Um report, apparently dies but doesn't die. She gets yeah. in this car accident and I guess in that car accident she hits her head and loses all of her memory. Yeah. Like it's just so dumb. It's yeah. so dumb. And it basically to me feels like nothing mattered in the other right. movies that she was in. Right. Um, by the way, something fun, I, I, cause you probably don't know this, um, in the comic books for, uh, uh, Captain America, Bucky dies, uh, yeah. and for years, I mean, I want to say decades, he was just dead. And then, um, one of the writers, I don't remember the writer's name, but he goes to Tom Brevort, who was the editor of Marvel at the time. And he's like, I have this idea where Bucky could come back as this guy called the Winter Soldier. And Tom's, if I'm remembering the story right, Tom's like, no. No, he died, that's it. But if you want to try and work it out, I'll approve it, it only if it's good, though, because that's that's what at least Marvel strives to do, is like, no, story, no idea is a bad idea mm-hmm. until it's proven that it is a bad idea, you know? And then the guy, you know, pitches the story, and he's got the whole thing, and... and the editor of Marvel's like, no, no, no. And then he sees it and he's like, oh, that's really good. Oh, wow. You're right. We should do it. Wow. And so they did it. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, Unlike this movie. <laughs> we're going to lose all of our listeners, Jordan. I know. But that's okay. We'll gain them all back for Furious 7, maybe? I don't know. Probably not. But it is James Wan. So the movie begins... And you're seeing Dom and Brian. Brian racing in the Canary Islands. Yeah. And they're going really fast. Because really Mia furious. Is giving birth. Yeah. And I, I love it. It's 
part of having a podcast is allowing us to be nitpicky. I reserve the right because I have a podcast. Okay, but I'll call you if you're. No, no, no. no call being... me out. Call me out. Um, it was just it was a little funny, but it's not actually funny. But Brian's about to go in to be with Mia as she's in labor, and Dom's like, Brian, remember. I, like basically he's giving advice like we're we're a family the family just got bigger today remember your priorities yeah and it's like he's it felt like he was giving him advice as if he's been through this and has had a kid oh yeah you're right and he hasn't <laughs> no but but i mean until we find fine. out that brian is his kid at some point or yes, something like yes, that yes right right um yeah, and and you know what? I kind of liked that it was like, oh, this movie's starting and it's a race, and they're actually just trying to get to the yes. birth on time. That's kind of cute. Yes. Um, but then we have the title sequence to this movie. Yeah, which pretty was epic, crazy because yeah. it shows all the characters throughout all the movies, and I, I they want you to remember everything <laughs> that's happened. <laughs> well, and th- this. Brings me up to a great review that I read on this movie. Just a, a quick review um, by David Ehrlich, who sometimes I, I find is maybe harsher than I am on movies. But he had this to say about the movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is how I feel. He said that the movie is admirably insane, but seldom enjoyably so. Script has all the elegance of a PT cruiser. Reliance on murky night scenes is brutal. Two rarely exhibits the ballistic destruction of Fast Five. And then he puts in parentheses, too much pathos gets in the way. And I think that that is the problem. Like, the number one problem of the movie is that there's too much pathos. And it's like, let's just move forward. Mm -hmm. But they're relying on, I mean, heck, they have John Ortiz show up from Fast Four. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like and doesn't he do, doesn't he need does not to be in this movie? He does not provide a single thing to the story. Oh my gosh, that scene was crazy. And once again, Paul Walker has nothing to do in this movie besides be a father. Well, he hurt his ACL on this movie. Okay, so he wasn't able to film for some. Okay, and, that sucks. But it did say in the production that he that they just saved his filming for last. But this movie rings to me like he wasn't that available. And it, reading the ACL thing. Because he's he has n- had nothing to do since the second movie. Yeah, he's yeah. Because with 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 Dom and it, like Dom, like he is the main character. Yeah, one hundred percent. He is Tony Stark. He he carries the series. Yeah, and like I guess technically Brian does too, but he is a he is in Dom's shadow. Yeah, it is wild how little he has to do. He has like barely more to do than Rowan. Tyrese. Yeah. Who has nothing to do but talk. <laughs> well, and it was funny because our guest last week said, I think that you two will get a kick out of the series trying to find excuses for how to use Roman. Uh-huh. And already one movie passed him saying that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> They're like struggling to keep him around. But he's fun. Well, no, he's fun. He just has nothing to do. But then Ludacris knows everything in the world. He's like Sherlock Holmes. I know. Where he's like, I'm going to pick up a violin. I can play well. I can, I'm going to pick up the computer. I can do that well. I don't get it. Um, so the, the, yeah, the, the, bringing up the Paul Walker, Brian thing, he doesn't have anything to do. What's weird is his whole like emotional um, drive in this movie feels really written and fake to me. Yeah. Because 
he finds out at at a point that we'll discuss a little bit more. But when he talks to John Ortiz, he's he finds out like after Michelle Rodriguez went undercover, like she, you know, all this stuff happened, and he's the one who pushed her to go undercover. And then now she has amnesia. And so he blames everything on himself for what happened. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. Like, and and you weren't really that, like, you were distraught and for, if I remember, but you weren't feeling responsible for it in the way that you are in this movie. Yeah. Because they wanted that great reveal and for where his cell phone rings. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, his whole thing feels fabricated, so I agree with you that it just feels like Forced. he just doesn't really have anything to do because mm-hmm. it's just like a fake. It's like the romantic comedy Gal Gadot thing. Gal has more to do in this movie. Yeah, I guess. Um, she does things to move the story forward, though, because yeah. when they're needing to talk to that guy who randomly is just shooting guns at, in an open lot and they somehow know how to find him, which I didn't understand that. Uh, but like she's the one that yeah. goes and gets information. Yeah. And like does stuff. But the thing I'm just beating my head against the wall on this series, too, is like, let's say you watch Ocean's Eleven for the first time. Another heist movie as as at least Fast Five is, and these movies are, like, trying to be now. Um, You know, you watch the movie, and there's a lot you miss on the details. But you you feel confident that if you watch it again and pay attention to those details, you'll catch them. Mm -hmm. And this these movies, the plots and the characters, like, the way they make decisions and stuff, I'm like, I know that if I rewind the scene and watch it, there will, this will provide no clarity for me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Chris Morgan's a very good writer. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. Hey, you're welcome on the show anytime, bud. Um, yeah, so then we cut to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and he's interrogating a guy. Now, I liked this scene. This was a fun scene because he goes into the interrogation booth, and he just starts throwing the guy everywhere, and he's big, and that guy's small, and so he's literally like throwing him feet mm-hmm. in the air. That's fun. The guy's not that small. Yeah, you're right. He's a big guy, too. He's a big guy, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson is... Well, I'm saying it, it illustrates how strong The Rock is. Right. I don't think if if Dwayne was like, hey, I want to come over and record an episode, I think we'd have to rent out like a studio because I don't think he could fit through our doors. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so he inter- interrogates this guy because there's a terrorist cell... <laughs> So there's this terrorist cell. It's run by Luke Evans, who is ha- uh, Shaw. Yeah. His last name's Shaw. And it took me a long time in this movie to be like, oh, Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he runs this terrorist organization. I I made I a name for I them. I don't know why. I don't know what their end game is. I think they're trying to get some nuclear stuff. They don't seem to really hate anybody or do anything bad. Yeah, so, there, and, I, and I know, I know. Like part of it there, is that the movie's not long enough and big enough to really dig in deep to that stuff. But like, I just never know what Luke Evans wants in this movie. No, besides no, yeah, being a bad guy. Because no, here's the thing: you, you're so right. They they don't even have like a 
like America has been prevailing for too long and I want to destroy America. Or if I could collapse the world economy, we would go back to our evolutionary state. You know, these like there are like five different arguments that villains have in action uh-huh, movies uh-huh. that you can sort of just insert in any movie. Uh-huh. And the more well-written ones are more interesting. But sometimes a movie you're like, whatever, the guy wants to do that. I don't really care. But this one, it's like they want to get a tank with the component. And then at the end of the movie, when all all is said and done, I think it's Dom gives the rock some. He gives him the component. Some component. Yeah. I don't know. But but I I dubbed their terrorist organization as the ET or the I the ITWC. That's just what I call them. What does that stand for? for oh, you? it stands for International Terrorists with Cars. Okay. <laughs> okay. Been waiting 24 hours to drop <laughs> oh that joke. <laughs> so, 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 he gets some information from that guy uh, for where they're going to be or something. And then he says something like, I got to put the team together. The only team who can yeah, put it, the yeah. only team I can get together, the only people whose numbers I have in my phone is this criminal organization. I, I yeah. just, there, it really, it really makes no sense that Dwayne who works for, I don't know, is he the CIA? He's like the federal government. He represents America. Yeah. Which it feels like, and I know this is only the second movie he's been in, right? Yeah. To where it's like, I don't understand where America has jurisdiction. Like, like what, what America's no, interests I don't get that either. are in whatever this thing is, other than it being terrorist and bad. But like, yeah. I'm not quite sure how it affects Americans. And maybe they said it. I don't think they did. But it was just like, I, I think that this guy, like, I, I just don't understand why he needs to put together a group of, group of criminals, which is so annoying because my least favorite part about this whole series has been the police stuff. Uh-huh. And the this last the fifth movie, no police stuff. Well, there there is, but not in the way. Not of in the, the way others. that they did it, where they have to like use their car stuff to yeah. to understand this dumb. Not it's not dumb, but understand this car culture. Uh-huh. Like like they don't bring anything unique to the table. <sighs> if that I'm I know I'm not really making sense, but it's like so they finally figured out in the fifth movie that they don't have to use that as a crutch. They can just do a heist. They can just do like there's good guys and bad guys, like cops and robbers. But in this, but movie, in the they other have to movies, it's like it's like cop which thing. cop is undercover and what's, and what's crazy, this and what's that. What I also don't get is like, I mean, they all probably are working to like agree to do this because of family, but they get the you know they get a call from Dom, who has the most reason to do anything because of Letty. Yeah. And everyone else could say no because all of them are remaining in areas where they can't be extradited to America. Yeah. So they have no reason. Here's, they're not, there's no, I mean, I know that they would get pardoned, but other than that, there is no monetary value Yeah. for them to actually do anything here. Now, what is kind of funny, nitpicky, okay? Nitpicky, don't count it against the movie, but it is funny that the last movie ended with Hobbs being like, I'm going to track you down no matter what it takes. That's my main goal. And then Roman is flying around in a jet that has his name on it. And somehow he's not been able to get that guy. Well, I like to think, like, he's always known where they are. He just hasn't, he hasn't, um, he, like, respects, I'm I'm thinking specifically Dom. Like, he's always known where Dom has been, but respects the man too much to actually arrest him. Like, he's living a peaceful existence and he's not hurting anyone else. 
And and there are an extradition place, it, it, but ignorance is bliss situation. But it's it's a little like okay, whatever. Yeah, and then Brian's like, "Let me go to America so I can get arrested and put into prison for a guy to tell me that Luke Evans wants the only people to get close to him, get close to him." Yeah. And then I'll break out of prison and go home. <laughs> I mean, that was like an egregious part of the movie. I, so, I, as soon as he said, I got to go to America, I was like, okay, that's doing nothing for the movie. <laughs> you just know. I know. But he, so he has to get together a team, much like Samuel Jackson at the post credit scenes of Marvel movies leading up to the release of this movie. He's got to put together a team. So he puts together a team, and now we are getting into espionage. The, you know, this is like James Bond stuff. They got to, I mean, Tyrese even says, James Bond. We're doing like mm. James Bond stuff now. Um but it's just so weird because it no, maybe no, no, maybe just, I'm wrong but it just doesn't feel winky enough to me. No, and I think what part of that is they don't know what to do with everybody. When in the last movie, everyone had a job. That's what when you make a heist movie and have an ensemble cast, I mean, Ocean's 11 books I'm sure have been written about how to write that movie because you get a team I don't know that'd be a very specific book well but think about it like you you have an ensemble cast the most important thing you need is what does each person get to contribute to the story yeah because in this movie no one's special skills are utilized besides Ludacris well no Gal Gadot and the other girl are girls so they get to use their girlness yep they're the only other people because girls can get guys to do anything. Ludacris does more. He in does this, everything. He deserves a gold medal yeah. for the contribution. I mean, he deserves more than a pardon. He should get a job out of this. Hire him. It's crazy. So so they get the crew together. Um, uh, Brian has named his child Jack. And there's a big conversation about like which cars he's going to like, which is... Very stupid, but kind of funny. No, I think it's cute because that's what the movies are all about. Yeah, family. Finally. Well, it's a, but it is. Dom likes the muscle American made. Brian likes. Yeah. Important. No, no, no. It, I, it, I it's think just kind cute. of goofy, and I wanted to point it out. It is goofy, but it makes um, sense. Why in the world does he need this crew? That was my next thing. Um, then we have like a really important development that I don't know if anyone is aware of, but. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is sponsored by Under Armour. Yeah, he is. I think he was <laughs> sponsored by Under Armour in the last movie. It's like the first hour of this movie, you're just seeing the Under Armour logo. <laughs> and then it's at the end, a, it's not as much, but I know it's such an interesting I mean, obviously Under Armour just paid them to put to make sure someone was wearing their stuff. It's that simple. I bet I bet I bet you that Dwayne is oh, specifically You know what? The you're sponsor. totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. It's, I would I would guess totally, so. It it is uh, distracting. Yeah. Um. And I, oh yeah, I suggested this as a writing fix for the movie. Um. They should have had a connection that would make them want to go undercover with Shaw. Like like, uh, Hobbs should have been like, you know what? I don't want to use this crew, but Dominic actually used to work with Shaw. Okay. Or something like that, because then I would be like, yeah, of course he's got to get the crew because he needs someone to go undercover or something along those lines. That's a different movie. Yeah. But it just... Well, I think the only way to fix this movie is to write a new one. Yeah. Um, but I, but like right off the bat, I'm like, why don't they have a connection to this person? And the connection, of course, is Letty. But 
I don't a know. blank slate. Yeah. I also just hate this too. It's just so dumb and like a it's just it didn't it didn't contribute anything anything to the story, but late way later in the movie uh-huh. when he's like when Luke Evans is like, Let's go, babe. And it's the, the oh, girl, yeah. I don't forget her name already, but the Let Mandalorian. It, no, the Mandalorian girl. Oh, um, where you find out that she's been like double crossing and has yeah. been working with him the whole time and it's like did it at one point it feel like he was getting all the secret information and they couldn't figure out why? Well, he was just a step ahead of them all the time. But no one was taking any steps at all. Yeah. So it didn't make any sense and it was just annoying. Yeah. Also, I hated it so much, so much when they arrest him and then he's like, you know, he's like, he's kidnapped Mia. Uh-huh. And everyone's just like, okay, guess we gotta let him go. He's he's arrested by Interpol, or yeah. like not just the U.S. government. So I'm assuming it's like the NATO, which is some kind of like alliance government thing that I don't quite understand. But it's like military people have him in custody, and they're just gonna let him go. I I'm I honestly struggling so. so hard to remember what scene you're talking about. It's later in the movie when Luke Evans. It's after the tank scene. Okay, Luke Evans and his crew has been kidnapped, and they're being interrogated. And then he's like, uh, everyone's in like the hangar. And uh-huh. The Rock brings him in, and he's like, you guys are going to want to hear this. And Luke Evans is like, have you talked to your wife lately? Oh, yeah, And yeah. Brian calls, and Mia's been kidnapped, and the baby's safe. Yeah. But, like, Mia's been kidnapped, and he's freaking out, understandably. And then they, you know, find out what he's done, and they're just like, guess he's got to go. I yeah. guess he one-upped us again. Let's just let him go. Well, I think I disagree with you on that scene. Now that my memory is jogged, um... Because I did like how they uh, Hobbs in that scene says, if you let him go, the deal's off the table. He does say that? Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like if you let him go, our deal is off okay, the table. I don't, I, that makes it better because I don't remember that. Yeah, cause he, and he knows, he knows like that th- that's their only chance. And then he says something like, the deal's off the table, but I, I don't remember what he says, but he's basically like, but I'm not going to stop you. So you can do this. He he gives him permission without like actually giving him permission. But you know? like, but like Dwayne like takes out a gun and points it at the, the British guy, like the other military guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess and he's it's just like, complicit. okay, he's fired. Like, yeah, I like, I liked that scene. That was one know. of the rare scenes like just, that was good so, in this movie. At that point in that movie, in this movie, I am so mad that I'm still watching it. Yeah. That I, they can't do anything right anymore. Yeah. But that scene, that scene was good. I think that was a good scene. Whatever. I'm mad now. <laughs> but let's go back to where we're at, which is, um, they're putting together a team. No, uh, <laughs> we see Luke Evans battle sprinter formula one car. And that thing can launch cars into the air. Now, again, you can look up footage of them actually driving cars straight into each other and a car flying into the air. Cool. Went way higher than they thought it was going to when they were doing... Oh, really? When I think they were doing tests, and then when they actually shot it, it went like way higher into the sky. Oh, that's scary. Um, freaking cool. So they just cool. have to drive at a certain speed? Yeah, and the 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 guy who drives the the little flip car, he was like, I just close my eyes when I get close. <gasps> You know, <laughs> oh, that's scary, but fun, but cool. And, and all that stuff like this se- sequence when they're chasing him down is OK. I, I think I think another thing is 
besides the battle tank sequence, I feel like the action compared to the last movie. So I'm going to compare it to this series. It was not super clear what was going on. Yeah. I had a lot harder time following the action. I um, definitely did not. Especially compared to the other movies. Okay. I I just, I feel like five was like just, it looked so much better. And the action was so much better better that this one has felt like a huge dip. I I agree. But so they I'm just comparing it to all the other movies too. Yeah. So they, they race through like Piccadilly Circus and stuff like that. And there's this funny scene where Dwayne's like, okay, I got to jump on the car. And he jumps on the car, and like two seconds later, he gets knocked off of it, and there's no consequences to that action happening. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing I liked about this sequence is they started whipping out some grappling gadgets again. That will power down your car. Yeah. Well, they actually like control it a little bit. Yeah. And they were shooting those, because that reminded me of Too Fast, Too Furious, when they had those weird guns that would like power down the cars. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. I liked that. And then Dom tracks down Letty, and they face off, and she shoots him, gets back in the car, and drives off. That's yeah. it. And I, I had this note, which might make someone laugh. As I said, Michelle doesn't remember him for some reason. Well, I didn't know they like, were going to go Ten amnesia. minutes later, you're like, oh, she really, she really <laughs> doesn't know him for some reason. Yeah. I thought maybe it was like she's covering or like she doesn't She's want to cover. She's protecting him by or... wounding him. Like, yeah. stay away from this. Oh, that I'm in sounds too so deep. much more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, this note too. It feels like they are doing a victory lap. The the makers of this movie with this movie. It feels like they're doing a big victory lap with all the humor and all of that stuff. But it all rings false to me. And to me, I'm like, you've only made one good movie, so don't be doing victory laps yet. You also, have not earned this. Like this. What's but technically they have, according to Why mommy. do we... Okay, so here's a, a thing that I know you can't do without, but just imagine there's this movie doesn't have The Rock, so there's he does not need them to do anything. Okay. Or he's not a cop anymore, which would probably be the case. But the movie is Dom, on his own volition, finds out that Letty is still alive. Or not even Dom, someone in the crew, because everyone's traveling the world, yeah. spots her, sees her tells Dom and they're like, let's all get together and try and figure out where to find her. Similar storyline of like, not her losing her memory because that's dumb, but like try and figure out why she's still alive and how and what she's been doing since then. So that all of them are working together because they're doing it for him. And then halfway through the movie, the crew is like, we can't do this alone. We need someone's help. And they call Hobbs. And then they call Hobbs. Dang, that's and then so they're, they're like, much better. We, we find found out that she is still working for, you know, she's in and too they, deep with this terrorist thing. And they do a reverse deal where they say, if you help us with this job, we'll go in willingly. Yeah. But then at the end, he's like, I got too much respect. I'm in too deep. I'm part of the crew now. Yep. That's the Whoa. movie. Now that's... Fixed it. Okay. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we made the new Fast and Furious Let's movie. Let's go watch some more figure skating. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, all of that crap happens. Um, then we have the crazy scene that, that was inexplicable, which is when Gal Gadot and Mandalorian go to the guy who's just shooting guns in a... An open a, area. <laughs> I don't... I don't, And I probably just missed this, but I don't know wh- how they knew where this guy was and yeah. how they knew him. What's also just crazy is, like, Hobbs gets this crew of 
criminals <laughs> who have uh-huh. been living their lives peacefully and are not in crime anymore. Uh-huh. So they're brought into this world where they're trying to infiltrate and figure out what's going on. And, but they like, don't know anybody. I know yeah, that they're, yeah, given, yeah. they're probably have given profiles. I know that they have been <laughs> yeah. given profiles of people, but it's just like, they don't understand how this world works, how this terrorist organization works. I mean, I know that they do because the rock tells them, but it's like, how are they supposed to be expected to just go off on their own and try and figure it out? Why doesn't the rock just have his own people <sighs> vetted and on the payroll to do it? Yeah. Maybe the government ran out of money and he needed some people to do it for free. <laughs> well, I think I think we have definitely exposed how silly the writing on that is and how there there is improvement where you could bring this crew in. I think we gotta I retire know. it now. Okay. Um because you wouldn't have a movie if he requested someone else. So they tracked down this guy, women men are trying to do a woman's job. Yeah, so, same line as the previous movie. So and tra- Han's like, she's always doing that. Yeah. And then <laughs> he also has nothing to do in this movie, unfortunately. No, he doesn't. And um, besides mourn, Roman makes fun of Han for liking somebody, uh-huh. which was very stupid, <laughs> especially because they literally went off together. And Han is like embarrassed to say that he's in love with Gal Gadot, one of the prettiest human beings alive. And he's embarrassed about that, and they've been living together for presumably years. Maybe they don't know that, though. Or not years, because she was they pregnant just think they're having five, a good but, time. Yeah, but he's like, you're in love. Who was love. pregnant in Fast Five? Oh, Mia. Yeah, you're in love, neener, neener, neener. Micah, they're all so cool, they're not supposed to be committed. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Except it's, a couple of them are. It's unmanly to be in love. I forgot <laughs> about that. So uh, he they, they make fun of him for being in love. And then a big shootout happens. Big uh, shootout. Luke Evans crew show up and start spraying bullets. Uh, and then this was when I was like, Jordan, does this movie look really bad? And you were like, it looks doesn't look as bad as you're saying it is. That's uh, compared to the other movies. No. Yeah. Um, but the, the guy that they were uh, trying to get information from called their crew. So that's why they show up and start shooting. Um, and then Han and Roman chase one guy into the London underground. Uh-huh. And then um, Mandalorian chases after Letty. <laughs> and they have a fight in the London underground. And Letty gets out. And so does the other guy. And uh-huh. nothing happens. Now, meanwhile, and I maybe I'm just forgetting, which is definitely a possibility. But Ludacris and The Rock go to a car auction. Yes. Now they're at this car auction and they look like just normal. Cuz you know, you know, The Rock if you were to see him on the side of the street, you'd be like normal looking dude. Don't even notice no, him. No, Micah, they're not dressed no. I know, okay, I know. Okay, okay, they're they're not dressed to the nines. They're not. For and so these really nice cars. The snooty guy is like Oh, you guys shouldn't be here right now. You wouldn't be able to afford anything from here. And then and Ludacris, so Ludacris buys is like, all the cars. Like, yeah, I got this. They buy all the cars. And then the guy, you know, puts his tail in between his legs. And he's like, you know, hey, we'll do anything for you guys. Sorry that we said that. Oh, oh I'm, jo- I'm John McCartney. <laughs> John McCartney's a joke. I know it's John Lennon and Paul McCartney. It's an inside joke. Uh, and so... And then they say, like, you need to strip, basically. So they strip him and... They humiliate him. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And it's then a kind that's of a funny over. Scene. 
Why were why did they go there and what were they I doing? I think they needed to get cars to do the whole undercover thing. Okay. Without using like police cars or whatever military okay. cars. Okay, cool. I I just Cuz you know in like every movie they've needed to get cars. Yeah. Um and then I have this note which is the story is so complicated again, not crazy complicated, but it should just be about Letty. Uh which is the movie you pitched and that was way better. They have the subway fight, eat fresh, um, and then Letty says, we lost Ivory, and Shaw just says, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that part was, I was wrong, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to make a note, but then the movie didn't wind up doing what I thought it was going to do. Okay. So. But yeah, he like doesn't care that people died on his own crew, and <laughs> yeah, Letty's yeah. like, shouldn't you be caring about these things and then he goes to her privately and was like i would care so bad if you died yeah just know that i own you yeah and then she's like i gotta breathe some fresh air so she goes she scoots her boot yes takes off and then paul walker's like wait a second i got this great idea <laughs> now what if they found out i want to find braga <laughs> and shaw have worked together yeah they were pen pals oy, oy, oy. And they were pen pals um, and so he's like, I got this great idea, guys. What we're going to do, we're wanted criminals in the U.S., but what we're going to do is we, I am going to go undercover as a prisoner, and I'm going to get close to Braga, and I'm going to find out information about Shaw. And then they say, what about your wife and kid who are here? And, and he's, he's like, hmm? He's who? like, no, no, I don't care about them. You forgot about that. And so he gets flown into the U.S., now, here's where I am, like, I am totally baffled by the logic of this. Now, these movies don't have to be that logical, but this is just, like, crazy to me. He shows up, and the guy who doesn't like him from Fast 4 is like, all right, I picked you up like I said, and he takes him to the prison, and then he starts explaining this convoluted thing, convoluted thing that I'm sure... It is, is not the protocol oh, for I any prison. 100% was not listening. Where he's like, he's like, you got to get in and out of the prison by 8 a.m. Otherwise, they're going to put, they're going to have run your fingerprints and they're going to know who you are. So this guy who doesn't like Brian is willing to risk his entire career and commit a, fe like, one of the worst felonies, like, instant, like, 20 years in prison. Yeah. And and he's like, yeah, I'm so fine doing this with you who I don't like and didn't like the whole movie. And he breaks his nose. Brian breaks that guy's nose. And he's like, again? I, I'm like, wait, what? I don't know, dude. I, I honestly have no idea. And then he, he gets in the prison. So he broke his nose so that he could get into solitary confinement before they run his fingerprints. Um, and he gets into solitary confinement. And then Braga's like... They they have a little tussle and he you know he's saying well, how do I get to Shaw and he goes you Shaw, only get to Sh yeah Shaw will uh, you can only get close to him if he wants you to have a fun trip back to London and that's it yeah he he also finds out like we we see the flashback even though I don't think Braga knows about this information we see the also, flashback we don't need it <laughs> well we see because we know she's not dead well yeah but we see Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> not get shot because the guy looked at her i guess and that's why he decided not to shoot her he shoots her it explodes but braga or he shoots the car 
yeah, Braga wasn't there, so he doesn't actually know this information. Um, and so, and Paul Walker doesn't either. He just sees it in his head. I guess. he must have. So Dom has detective mode from Arkham Knight, and Paul Walker has like clairvoyance, yeah. where he can see images and things like that. So all of that happens, and then he comes back. Why is this scene in the movie? I don't know. Frankly, we've talked about it too much. But it's it's so baffling to me. It is. And and it was like like you said, right when he was like, I gotta get in there, I was like, No. Yeah. No, you don't. You yeah. really don't need to get in there. No, and I think while that's happening is when Dom does the race with Letty. Uh-huh. Um and they have um, a moment together. Yeah. Uh, where they, they, it's intimate. The camera is spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning Michael all around. Michael Bay came in for this shot. And uh, you're getting dizzy watching it. And he's explaining all of her scars to her and how she got them. Which is classic. If, if a girl and a guy start showing each other scars, you know it's on. We all learned that from Lethal Weapon 3, I believe. Okay. So it's on. And then. Shaw shows up and he's like, "I am a terrorist." And then he goes, "Look at look at your um, shirt. You got a you got a, you got red a little red stain. dot there." And then um, uh, uh, Vin Diesel's like, "Yeah, look at your shirt." And we f- kind of find out later that that Dwayne was following him, and it wasn't actually planned that he was supposed to follow him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, okay, I guess you just bet that every he would time you. every time someone from the from the Fast and Furious crew do anything for the police, the police are so insecure about if they're actually will do anything, they have to track their cars. Yeah. So, um all of that happens. There is a point that I did really like a, another Dwayne moment um where he shakes a guy's hand in a security booth who might be like working for shot and he holds it really really hard and hurts the guy's hand and is speaking very sarcastically to him. Mm-hmm. That was a fun beat. Um he attacked okay okay Letty didn't get shot. Okay. Scars, Hobbs and Vin talk a lot. Paul gets out of jail. Then there's too much pathos. I already did that. And I I wrote did some BS <laughs> with paint and now they're here in Spain. With paint. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> what's this the rock and um the Mandalorian they <laughs> this must be such an unlistenable episode. They walk into like a garage that Shaw was at and he looks at the ground. There's Oh yeah. It's yeah. like totally disheveled and everything. And he looks at the ground and he's just like, This is this type of paint. There's only, you know, one person in the world who makes this type of paint. Whatever, fine. Yeah. They've done weirder. Um, and now they're in Spain. Oh, and then I did have this note. This is a side note. Just a shout out to our listener, Sierra Holm, for letting us borrow all eight. All, well, except for Hobbs and Shaw and the new one, because she doesn't have Don't those. worry. You'll be getting your movies back. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for letting us borrow these. Yes, a little thank you. extra shout out to you. It is very kind. Uh, very um, and then I, I wrote this note, which is, I can follow Godfather 3, but I can't follow this. <laughs> so I like to think I'm still a smart person, but I don't know. Um, and then I wrote this. This makes me appreciate Mission Impossible stories so much more. Uh-huh. Um, and now we're at the tank scene. Uh-huh. They got to steal that component on the, on the freeway. And a tank flies out of a semi. It's cool. 
all of this is cool. And and when this happened, I was saying to Jordan, finally, here we go. And it was scary just bowling over cars. Yeah. And like straight up murdering people and knowing that he's murdering yeah. people. Scared that's a terrorist. Yeah. Well, he's an ITCW. Yep. Or ITWC. Well, ITWT. Ah. <laughs> but um yeah, this whole sequence is great. It's fun to see cars get flattened. And it's fun to see a tank go at 60 miles an hour just barreling down the freeway. Yep. And knowing that these are real shots. That's mm-hmm. cool. They get on a section that is... On a bridge. On a bridge. That's what those are called. And and Tyrese has got the tank like hooked to a car, and then they're able to use the car as an anchor yeah. to throw the tank over. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. That's what I thought these movies were going to be. And there's only been like 20 minutes so far of this in this whole franchise. I don't think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you combine the Gonzo stuff. Right. It's like 20 minutes worth. And this I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah, let's go. So this this car is dangling. The tank is about to fall over. Uh, Letty is somewhere. And the, the tank hits and it causes Letty to go flying in the air. And then Vin Diesel jumps out of his own car. He gets on the hood of his car and is able to time it to where he jumps into the air, collides with her, goes onto the other side of the freeway and lands on a windshield. Yeah. It is wild. Yeah. I can't determine whether I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen or enough for the price of admission. That's what I can't tell about it. Yeah. I'm going to let people enjoy it. Because it's kind of awesome, but it's also like I rewound it and was like, did that actually happen? I think that the true icing on the cake is when Dom uh, Superman headbutts that big Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) later. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have this funny conversation that keeps coming up in all the movies since Tokyo Drift. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just freaking go already. Han is talking to Gal Gadot and he says... Or she she, says she's like, like, maybe we should finally settle down. Let's do Tokyo. You've always said it. That you <laughs> like, wanted to go back oh there. Oh, my gosh. This is the... It's at least the third time that they've said we need to go to Tokyo. It might be the fourth. I think it's the last time. No, there's one more time. Wait, but he dies. No, I no, mean, but no, no like, there's one more time in this movie that we haven't talked no, about. No, but I mean, like, I think this is the last movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I could totally see the next movie starting and they're like... yeah. You know, I really got to get to Tokyo. <laughs> or, the, or it starts with, you guys hear Han? He finally went to Tokyo. <laughs> oh, no, it is three times. Because I wrote, gosh dang it, that's three times now. That's too many times. Um, And then there's one more in this movie. So okay. there's four times total. We've that, already talked about it yeah. too much. Um, We've talked about everything too much. <laughs> Mandalorian was deep cover. Now we're at the plane fight. Which was freaking an eternity. It was it was just like such a of the time action sequence that that, that I think it's st- that we still do this in movies but especially during the time that this movie came out just like you have your big climax action sequence and then you have like your denouement action sequence yeah where it's like the other one was like 10 to 15 minutes and this one felt like 30 minutes yeah and you you feel so burnt out and it's like they should have spread out the action better throughout the movie instead of just saving the la- the <laughs> yeah, third yeah. act to be only action. 
Now, so I I agree with you. I'm with you. But what I have to give them credit for that is unlike other movies of the time, as far as the beat and the pacing, you're absolutely right. But the fact that, like, still, even in this scene, like, most of the stuff is practical is crazy. The plane was real? I mean, a lot of this is. I don't I don't know the specifics, because I tried to look up the plane thing, and I didn't see, like, a featurette on it. Yeah. But there is definitely a lot of the, the plane stuff that's real. Like, yeah. and you could tell when the cars were being dangled. Oh, well. You could tell yeah. that those were, that was real. Yeah. I mean, for the most, there is still a lot of CGI. I'm sure oh, well, this like, sequence alone yeah. has yeah. more than the rest of the movie. But yeah. there's a lot that is real, and that is cool. And that's unusual. But this scene did, I mean, we had three kids in the time it took for this <laughs> scene to happen. Yeah. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke. <laughs> And then we almost had John. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I wish Gal I, died. Th- this, but this scene should be such a like Micah staple. It but should. I was not very interested in this scene. No, because it was so long. There were there were some cool action stuff in it. Yeah, but it was just like you have all the car stuff stuff, and on top of that, people are just throwing fists at each other. Yeah, and it's just at the point in the movie where it's like. Punches don't even matter anymore. I know. Just get it over with. Kill who you need to kill, and let's get on with it. Yeah. So after like 30 minutes, Gal dies, or I mean, she falls. Yeah, she's so not dead. Luke Evans also falls, although I think you can assume that he's... Oh, yeah, no, he falls. And then um, the plane blows up, and everyone is there besides Gal. And Vin. Because he drives through the nose oh, of the plane. Oh, yeah, and then Vin drives through the flames, and I said, wow, Han must really feel like crap right now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then I think in this scene, once things have settled down, they're like, well, I'm sorry, Han, what are you going to do? And he's like, I think I'm going to go to Tokyo. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This This movie... Ends with a barbecue. So this is one thing I do think is nice oh, and oh, cute. But wait, before we before we go there, Dwayne, he he he's like this is what I'm about this to say. Component is well, I don't care about the oh component. oh okay. But Dwayne says name your price, and Dom says I think thirteen twenty seven. Yeah, you got wow. it. And it is the address to the house in L.A. And it is like, yeah, this is I'm sure anyone who's seeing this movie in theaters, they're in they're getting in a, a massive endorphin rush. That has waked them up from most of this movie to be like, oh my gosh, I love this movie. Look at their home and their family and it's a barbecue. That's what happened. Because it kind of happened for me. But I, so, yes, I and I was there with you. I almost feel like these movies, though, with with the way they treat their history, it feels like... It's more like beating you into submission than it is anything that actually is exciting. Because this house isn't really that significant. It's been in one movie. It's been in more than one, but okay. And and so it's like, then it's like we're treating it with reverence. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It just feels like everything's like that, where it's like, this. this feels like... I should be getting emotional, or maybe I am, but I'm like, but why? They didn't earn this emotion from me. 
Yeah. I think part of that has to do with you and I not watching these when they were, when they came out and yeah. like we're watching them so close together, not years apart. Oh yeah. Which so, is not the way to do this. I mean, folks. there's, there's zero nostalgia for us in these movies. And I think, I think it, with this series, well, I just wonder like at, at what point is nostalgia making up for most of it? Yeah. It's gotta be a lot, but I mean, it does end with a barbecue. Yeah. And then, and then Vin Diesel's two girls talk to each other, which was just very weird. Yeah, that's weird. But what was weirder was how <laughs> him and The Rock talk to each other without looking into each other's eyes. Okay, so that... Do you think this is, like, the beef? I don't know. Like, this has got to be the start of the beef. So, we're going to really get into it next episode, folks. I think. Um, well, okay, wait, hold on. Because So, when they don't talk, look into each other's eyes when they're talking to each other, I, it, it, you know, they're they're being, like nice and thankful to each other uh-huh. and it's like you guys are men and like people look at you guys as men so if, if and you as a- men you can't look into each other's eyes as men and say thank you for risking your life you're a good person it, it's very weird um um and if you haven't watched the movie and you're just listening along vin diesel is pointed one way and and the rock is pointed the other but imagine if you were l- directly back to back they're they're facing each other or uh, yeah yeah they're facing each other and imagine you are doing that with your friend right now now take a step to your left and then look directly in front of you over their shoulder over their shoulder and not even that they were like not even shoulder over shoulder take two steps to your left yeah um and so i, I just feel like this has to be the beef you don't what well, i don't get that so there's a, there's gonna get to a point. No, I know what the beef is. No, I gotta tell the audience because oh, okay. they may not know. The, there gets to be a point where Vin Diesel and Dwayne the Rock Johnson won't even work together. Talk about family. Hence, they make a movie called Hobbs and Shaw because Dwayne wants to keep making movies, but he doesn't want to work with Vin Diesel and vice versa. So they make a spinoff movie that doesn't have Vin Diesel in it. That's why that movie exists, from my understanding. We'll get into more on that when we cover that movie. Um. If if the series doesn't kill us first, but this just feels like they, they I I just can't imagine the the cinematographer and the director being like this is a good decision. Yeah, this feels like the actors are like you know what we've worked through this movie. This beef is starting to get real. I'll do this scene, but I'm not looking at him. Yeah, and then they're able to cheat too because some of the shots are like that's probably their stunt double standing there. <sighs> That's what I think. Okay. Because I can't imagine someone thinking this was a good idea, especially when they've looked each other in the face throughout the last two movies. Like, there's no, like, we're calling back, Yeah. you know, something we did. I don't know, man. It's I, very I weird. I really don't know. It's very weird. I know. Um, And then we have this post-credit sequence where it's like, we're in Tokyo. Finally. Yeah. And we see Han die again. And then Jason Satham gets out because mm-hmm. he crashed the car into Han. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. And he says, he, he calls, he makes a phone call. And he says, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> I'm going to get I you. I know who you are, but you don't know who I am. Yeah. Something and like that. So he's now in the series. Finally. I've been waiting for him. I know. Me too. Um, I like Jason I Satham hope, a lot. I mean, I, I want him to. I, I'm I'm interested to see who how he is no matter what, but it would be fun if he was if he had fun. Yeah, because 
one of the funnest parts about Snatch is that he's having fun. Yeah. And I know it's not even the same thing. Right. But it's just, I like to see the guy have fun. I like to see the guy and have fun, too. I haven't seen any of the Transporter movies, so I don't know if that's the, him having fun. Yeah. So I think it is him having fun. It is? I am pretty sure. Have you seen any of those? No. Oh, okay. But from what I hear, he's having a lot I just, of fun. I just, I want a little tongue-in-cheek. Well, him. I know we will get it in Hobbs and Shaw because that. Yes, I know because from what I've seen in trailers, it that, really looks like that, that trailer. My tongue was sore. <laughs> from oh, from I mean, being, my cheek was sore from yep. being tongue and cheek. Does yeah. that work? No, I don't I, think it does. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, that's I I I kind of feel bad because everyone's asked us to do this series. I hope that you're enjoying this because I can't just fake that I like this. I think if I was a fan. I don't think I would have gotten this far because <laughs> I'd be too bummed out. Yeah. I think people are hoping that we get the itch. Yeah. And I've been trying. And now it's hard to believe that I could get the itch, especially I when I look ahead and see that none of the other movies have as high of scores as Fast Five. Yeah. A movie that I thought was good. Yeah. Fast Five is not good as any Mad Max movie, even the worst one. It's good, though. It's a good movie. I, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Can't believe this series. I, know. I I really thought we were going to become, like, disciples of it, but. I thought I was at least going to enjoy it. Yeah. But thank you Moment for of silence, I guess. <laughs> Please remember to rate and review. It helps us out. Yep. Or at least we hear other podcasts say it helps them out, so I'm assuming it helps out mm -hmm. with exposure or something like that. But uh, if you disagree with us, the only way you can prove it is by giving us a five-star review on Apple and explaining why. And joining our Facebook group. And then... Which it, is called? Uh, the Macabre... Podcast Pandemonium. Yeah, Pandemonium. Um, and uh, and there's a link to that in our episode notes. Okay. Um, and then sign up for Patreon. There's a lot of fun over there, and we're... The more people that sign up, the more fun we get to have. Mm -hmm. um, and we're... I think I think we'll do we'll have some oh we should have our Oscar pick stuff coming out it would have come out this month as well cool so thank you for listening we'll see you next week for Furious Seven here we go vroom vroom. <laughs> <laughs>